I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome everybody to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. We talk all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Remember, you can tune in every week as we record live at capegunworks.com. Click on the Rapid Fire link to join the conversation. Remember to like us and subscribe on all of the big tech social media platforms, and we can help defeat the evil algorithms who want to silence the 2A community out there. So our handle is at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, and Getter shut us down. Probably doing away with Getter. And we are on the waiting list for Truth Social. We are going to uh, answer your questions a little bit later in the show. We have some very special guests in this episode as well. And I am really excited about some of the news that's come out this week. With everything that comes out bad about the gun control, you know, that's being proposed and passed, and like the one that was just passed in the omnibus bill last week was a pretty big deal. But there's a silver lining to that story, and I'll get to that in a bit. Um, but also, Indiana and Ohio were the 23rd and 24th constitutional carry states. We're almost to the 50% mark. Yes. Give yourselves a round of applause and pat yourselves on the back. Oh, my. Um, there's also a couple more states that are considering it, so I would love to get over the 50% mark. Also, Christy Nome, if you don't know who that is, she was, she's the gov <laughs> governor of South Dakota, signed three awesome pro-gun measures into law last week, and... I, you know, the more I see of Christy Nome, the more I'm impressed. She really didn't play the COVID game, the shutdown game, the mandate game, the vaccine game, any of that stuff. She just kind of was like, nope, we're open for business and continued as usual. And she's a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. Um, but she signed three pro-gun measures last week, last week that will go into effect on July 1st. Um, news. The first one was it clarified South Dakota's stand-your-ground law. So they were already a stand-your-ground law by establishing that the burden of proof by clear and convincing evidence lies on the party seeking to overcome the immunity provided under the law. So this measure clarifies the burden of proof and who the burden of proof, uh, who bears the burden of proof in stand-your-ground self-defense cases. So that's pretty cool. She also signed House Bill 1162, which updates the definition of loaded firearm under South Dakota law. This is a cool feature, if you think a cool law, um, to clarify it. So basically, this update provides an easier method of storing firearms in an unloaded condition. So basically, 
as long as there's no round in the chamber, if there's a loaded magazine in the gun, it's deemed unloaded as far as the state is concerned. I'm glad to see they're at least saying that a gun with a loaded mag but an unchambered round is unloaded because that creates a lot of confusion in our area where, you know, if you have a loaded magazine in the gun, it's not considered unloaded. So there you have it. But she also signed Senate Bill 212, which is just like a symphony orchestra playing in the background to my ears. And it's reduces the cost of South Dakota's carry permits to zero. So if you want a carry permit in South Dakota, it's zero dollars. So SB 212 allows those who wish to use South Dakota's reciprocity agreements with other states to do so and not be heavily burdened by what is essentially a tax on the right to self-defense. So I think that's a great way to go. And even if you're a constitutional carry state, some of them still have a permit so that they can take advantage of reciprocity in other states. So I think that's a good good way to go and make it so it's not a tax on those who want to exercise their right to keep and bear arms. There's lots of states, Massachusetts, which I am very familiar with, um, being um, one of them that has a heavy tax on the Second Amendment in the form of permit fees of $100, not to mention requiring a class that's going to run you between $75 and $150 and take hours of your time and then delay you months and months of time before you actually get your permit. So this proves that the Second Amendment is a second-class right to the politicians in these states that have these onerous carry laws. So I applaud states like South Dakota that try to reduce the burden on their citizens, as well as states like uh, the 24 that are constitutional carry states, which all started out not too long ago with Vermont. They were the only one. And so a lot of other states have good reciprocity agreements. But anyway, so that's it on Christy Nome. She's doing a great job in South Dakota as far as the Second Amendment is concerned. And I'm really happy about that. As I mentioned, Indiana became the 24th state to sign constitutional carry into law on March 21st, 2022 at about 3 p.m., which is awesome. And I think that's great. Uh, Washington state, however, is pushing three anti-gun bills, which is not good for the state of Washington. But we know they're not so much a friendly constitutional state. They really have um, become very progressive and not so much when it comes to gun laws. So anyway, that's the way it is. We want to celebrate our two new broadcast networks, WBOB in Florida and KNST in Arizona by giving our listeners a special discount code. You go to capegunworks.com, you get code CGWMA, and go to capegunworks.com and use that code CGWMA. Get a very special discount today. We have Fred Wagonhalls from Ammo Inc. next, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. 
A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and this is your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm really happy to have on the line with us right now, Fred Wagalis. Did I pronounce that right, Fred, from Ammo Inc.? No, it's Fred Wagonhalls. Wagonhalls. Sorry about that. I, I'm good at butchering names, but uh, I appreciate well, you. That's a- <laughs> That's an easy name to butcher. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. And for those listeners out there who aren't familiar with Ammo Inc. or or your company, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what it is you do? Okay. Well, uh, my partner Chris Larson and I started the company uh, approximately six years ago. Uh, we built the company. Uh, you know, first year we did two million. Second year. Four point eight million. Third year, fourteen. Uh, fourth year, uh, sixty-one million. And this year, we'll do approximately two hundred and fifty million in sales. So it's it's been a hell of a growth mm. company. Uh, we're a company that's a public company on Nasdaq under the symbol POWW. Uh, and you know, I guess couple acquisitions we made that uh, really set our company apart from anything else was we bought Jagman Brass, which was one of the leading brass manufacturers in the United States. And we did that to secure our position in the, in the industry to be self-contained. We then had the opportunity to, uh, produce uh, a bullet called streak and we bought the patent rights from the university of louisiana and lafayette 
and we pay them a royalty, and it's a lifelong patent, and it's a bullet that's one-way luminescent. The shooter sees where it goes, and the enemy doesn't see where it's coming from. Wow, yeah, no, that's a great bullet. And, you know, my first introduction with Ammo Inc. as a gun dealer from our store side of things as a retailer was at one of the shows I saw the Streak ammo, and I saw some of the uh, Jesse James ammo that you guys made for him, etc. And uh, we ended up buying a bunch of that Streak ammo for use on our indoor range because it's safe to shoot on the indoor range, unlike tracers or something, or incendiary, you know, rounds like that. And uh, it was pretty cool to watch the, the bullet streak and would dim the lights a little bit. It was really neat in the lower light conditions. It, it was, yeah. it was a, It's great technology, and I think it makes a... Uh, it's a great teaching tool as well as, you know, helping you uh, see in the dark, so to speak. So it, my hat's off to you for that. It's a great, great product. And, um, you know, I thought when I was buying ammo early on, we've been in business for seven, eight years now, and uh, I thought Ammo Inc. was just this small little, you know, off-brand ammo company. But it turns out you guys are like a juggernaut in the industry. You guys do amazing uh product and we've certainly bought a whole lot more at our at our store and and the quality of the ammo has been great for us and I, i'm really happy with the performance of it so yeah that streak really put you on the map as far as we're concerned and and we've certain you know gone on to buy other ammo as well and um so yeah good good job on all that um but i noticed you also guys you guys just recently acquired Gunbroker, which is basically a household name for anybody who's got their finger on the pulse of guns and ammo in this country. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Well, Gunbroker uh, was a key acquisition to us because you know, right now we're kind of known as a manufacturer of ammunition. And we wanted to be known as a marketplace company. And when you're public, it's a lot more important to be known as a marketplace company. Mm. But it also gives us the ability to put online other products other than just guns. And our focus right now is you buy a gun on Gun Broker, well, maybe you need the holster. Maybe you need bullets. Maybe you need whatever. And we're starting to build that uh, that portion of the company right now. And we think we can take Gun Broker from a, you know, right now it's a $72 million revenue company to $150 million next year. And, you know, what people don't realize, uh, we're the largest gun catalog company in the world. Mm. I mean, we don't have any inventory, but uh, nobody has more guns than we do on that on that site. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, and you know, last year we did $1.7 billion worth of transactions. Wow. So That's amazing. So it's... You, so... We think Ammo Inc. slash Gun Brokers got huge potential over the next four or five years. And you're right when you said, you know, three years ago, we were one of 100 companies loading ammunition. Sure. We're probably in the top five now. Mm. Uh, 
as a as a manufacturer of ammunition and you know we built this year 400 million rounds of ammunition uh this year coming up in our new factory that opens july 1 160,000 square foot of the state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in manitowoc wisconsin we'll build a billion rounds next year wow. we have the capability machinery, equipment, manpower, and uh, equipment to build a billion rounds. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, how many people does that employ at that factory, will, or will it employ once you open? Well, right now we're employing over 300 uh, employees, and we'll probably be in the 350 range by July, August. That's great. And so we've come a long way. We got a great product line. Uh, we've done a good job with a couple DODs from the United States government on some special product that we've designed for them, for the military. Mm. And so, you know, with what's happening in the world today, uh, you know, who knows where our sales could be next year. I mean, our sales could double overnight just because of one or two military contracts. Yeah, it certainly seems that the, you know, the war machine has fired back up a little bit. And uh, with everything going on in the world, I know that you guys kind of, I saw it on the news. Um, I think one of the board members there decided to donate a bunch of ammunition to Ukraine when uh, they said, we need ammo. So you guys tooled up and, uh, ship some ammo over, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, the, the how that story really happened was, you know, sometimes they don't print everything the way it should be, but uh, my partner and I thought of this idea, and we contacted our board members, and one of them was Richard Childress, who's a you know famous NASCAR Hall of Fame mm -hmm. team owner, and Richard's a big Second Amendment guy, and uh, he got some press out of it by Fox uh, Fox Today. He was on the program, and we made a joint decision to give a million rounds of ammunition, and we did that in short order. And nothing's easy when it comes to paperwork to get product moved around Europe and into the country, but we got it done. And we did it uh, for one big reason, freedom, democracy. Uh, this guy is an evil guy that is trying to take over a country, kill a lot of innocent people. And uh, the one thing that I said in a couple of my interviews, the one thing we should be blessed with in this country is the Second Amendment. Mm. Because when you look at how many guns are in this country? No one is ever going to land on the shores of the East Coast or the West Coast and try to take this country over. It'll never happen. I certainly hope you're right about that. I don't know if all these uh, psycho, you know, despot dictators think about their own personal safety all the time when they're trying to make a move, but I think it would be a crazy feat to try to accomplish. I'd agree with that part of the statement for sure um but yeah it's uh the second amendment certainly has 
done us well as far as keeping our borders secure in that regard. Yes, and, I do. I... Yeah, and my hat's off to you for doing that, and that's uh, that's really good. I hope you end up getting some great business as a result of that. And, um, you know, we're going to certainly continue to use your product. We really enjoy it and like it here at uh, Cape Gunworks in Massachusetts and uh, at the retail shop that we have. And, uh, you know, look forward to a long relationship with you guys. And I applaud your your unbelievable growth. And I'm sure that the best is yet to come as far as things, you know, in the future. And you guys obviously have a good plan and a good team and, and you're executing well. So in the past couple of years, it's been hard to get ammo from anybody. So uh, the fact that you guys are still making shipments has, you know, been a wonderful thing for us. You know what I mean? How have those challenges been in the last couple of years? Well, it, you know, nothing's easy. I mean, you know, when people say to me, uh, what's your biggest problem? I'd say it's people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to find people who want to work today. Sure. Uh, it's hard to find, uh, you know, whether it's trucking or shipments, it's everything is difficult, but you know, I always say that if it was easy, nobody'd be working at Walmart. Yeah, it's not easy. Right. And, you know, one great thing about America is the entrepreneurial spirit of this country. That you know, if you put your mind to it and work hard, and you got a good idea, um, you usually can be successful in this country. There's no country like America. Oh, amen to that. And I. I appreciate you being with us, Fred, and, and uh, we look forward to a long-term relationship with you. And I, you know, I applaud everything you've done, and you're putting out a great product. And so, people will be able to find it here locally at Cape Gunworks whenever we're, uh, you know, whenever they come in to buy it. And so, my hats off to you, sir. Uh, enjoy the day, and thanks so much for coming on. God bless you, Amen. All right. We want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. If you use the code CGWMA at CapeGunworks.com, you will get a special discount on your online order. Go to CapeGunworks.com and use the code CGWMA to get your special discount today. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe.
May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and make sure you join us every week for the show that talks all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. You can listen live and be a part of the show if you want to type in your comments at capegunrunks.com. Don't forget about that special code, CGWMA, if you want to do a little shopping while you're there. All right. I want to thank... Uh, Greg Wagonhalls for joining us. It, it was great to have him on and uh, really happy to support his brand. And it's been great, you know, product in the shop. Um, so try it out next time you're around or if you're in a local area that sells it, ask for it by name because it's, it's good. I got nothing to gain from that other than uh, I believe in it as a good product. So anyway, getting back to some of the national news that's... Uh, there's a good article on uh, bearing arms by Tom Knighton that's a gun control conundrum. This is really going to be tough for every town to explain away. But Asheville, North Carolina has, um, you know, the it's, a, it's not a small town, but it's also not a huge inner city. But there's one thing that has been going on there's a upward trend of violent crime and it's climbed nearly double that of the national average it's rised rose 31 percent in five years according to recent police data that has also showed a positive trend in one area there's a reduction in gun crime so even though violent crime has risen 31 percent in the last five years Gun crime, crimes involving a firearm, has declined. So police chief David Zach said that the local 2020 violent crime rate of 805 per 100,000 people is on the higher end of a rising national trend uh, with more violent crime per capita in Asheville than New York, Wilmington, and but less than Chicago, Charlotte, and Fayetteville. So Zach, who came from uh, Western New York Police Department, took office in 2020 and pointed at what he said was Asheville's strikingly high gun violence numbers. Those included 495 gun discharges in 2017, then 395, 100 less in 2018, a spike in 2019 to 522, and 652 in 2020. In 2021, that number dropped to 547. So Another set of numbers were uh, that showed positive change was that there were 31 gunshot victims last year. That was the lowest number 
in that five-year spread from 2017 to 2021, which saw a high of 45 people shot in 2020. So, in other words, the violent crime went up, so-called gun crime went down. And this really should paint the picture for everyone who says, hey, you know what? There's people committing crime in my area. This is a time I need to protect myself and get seek out competent firearms training and realize that I'm my own first responder and maybe a gun is something I should consider for keeping myself safe and I can't rely on um, you know my police department or the authorities in my area to keep me safe so the other thing that's interesting about this is not a single new gun control bill has been passed in that same spread of time from 2017 to 2022 so they didn't enact any new gun laws but yet violent crime went down we do know that more people are carrying a gun now than ever before and so maybe it's possible that criminals are learning that and choosing not to uh, you know engage people in gunfights knowing that the, there's more of an armed populace so just something to consider it's it's an interesting st uh, statistic and then before we had the break with uh, Greg we were talking about Washington State um, in stark contrast to South Dakota and Kristi Noem as governor um, Jay Inslee the governor of Washington has really turned his back on the Second Amendment in the state of Washington and has signed three bills one is a 10-round magazine bill. So he thinks it's going to be better for his subjects of his state to be limited, to limit the law-abiding responsible gun owners to 10-round magazine capacity. And he has instituted a violation of this measure as a gross misdemeanor punishable by a maximum of 364 days in jail and a fine of up to $5,000. So if you are carrying a gun, uh, 11 round magazine in Washington state, once this law goes into effect, you could serve almost a year in jail and have a fine of up to five grand. He also has put the kibosh on the centuries old practice of manufacturing firearms for personal use a.k.a. the ghost gun, the dreaded ghost gun. So um, this one uh, prohibits private individuals from possessing certain unregulated components commonly used by Americans to make their own firearms for self-defense, sport, and hobby, and from possessing currently legal firearms that don't have serial numbers. So that's a retroactive type of bill. Why don't you make me? This makes bills lawfully built uh, this bill makes lawfully built firearms retroactively illegal if built after 2019. And again, I don't know how the heck you prove that, but um, he's sending his <laughs> his cadre of uh, law enforcement out to enforce a bill that can't be enforced. But I digress. It's a terrible law and unfortunately has zero impact on actual criminals committing crime and then to round out the trifecta he has banned firearms from election related places like your school board or municipal meetings or anywhere a polling places 
It prohibits the open carry at school board meetings, municipal meetings, and election-related places. And anywhere, uh, it bans all firearms at ballot counting centers, including by CPL holders, so those who have a concealed permit license. Um, This measure prohibits you from exercising your Second Amendment right while exercising your 15th Amendment right. So obviously you can't have too many rights in the same place at the same time. I wonder, you know, and it's interesting because I guess you could even make a certain argument that you're already limiting Second Amendment right, uh, First Amendment rights while exercising your first uh, 15th Amendment right. So in other words, like you can't wear like your candidate pin in a polling place and you can't wear the candidate you're supporting in the polling place and stuff in certain areas. So they're already limiting the First Amendment. Now they're limiting the Second Amendment while you exercise your 15th Amendment. And obviously this is all going to make everybody sleep better at night because it's a lot of feel-good legislation that does zero to reduce violent crime and to put criminals away who are most likely to commit violent crime in the first place. So there you have it. All right, let's get to some of your questions here. Um, will there be any 9mm revolvers using moon clips available? I know Ruger makes a 9mm version of the SP-101, and what is the price? That's a good question. Um, and yes, they do make the 9mm version. Ruger also makes the LCR 9mm, which takes moon clips. And I know that there's a couple of Smith & Wesson 9mm, like the JM, the I believe it's the 929, if I'm not mistaken, and the 627, if I'm not mistaken, um, or the, yeah, I believe those are the two models that take 9mm moon clips, um, and it's the... Uh, Smith & Wesson 986 Performance Center and the 929, excuse me. So the 929 and the 686 both take moon clips. And one is a seven-shot revolver, one is an eight-shot revolver. And if you want to be like Jerry Michalik, you'll get one. And I'm sure you'll shoot just like him as soon as you buy those guns because that's what happens. Um, (laughs) But they're cool guns. They're hard to get right now. They are full-size. They're more of a competition-ready gun than a carry gun. If you want more of a carry size gun, I would stick with the Ruger LCR 9. The biggest disappointment of the 9mm revolvers with moon clips to me is they feel like 38 special. There was virtually no reduction in recoil whatsoever. Um, But I would say you'd be able to reload them a little quicker than a speed loader. I like moon clips as opposed to speed loaders. So there you have that. Hopefully those will be right up your alley, Mike. And um, check those out. The price of the Ruger SP-101, I believe, is probably right around the $600 range, maybe $649. Um, But I'd have to look into that. Maybe I can have tech support check that out for you. Um, So I'm glad you liked that interview, Bob. Um, Fred is a good dude, and they're doing a lot of good stuff, and I'm really impressed with him as a businessman, they push the envelope and talk about rapid growth, huh? To go from 
you know, I think he doubled sales year after year after year and then tripled them or something like that, but 240 million a year in sales of seven, seven years being in business. I got to say, I've been in business almost the same amount of time and we're not quite there yet. We're not quite at the same <laughs> volume as MO Inc., but, and we're not a publicly traded company either, but all right. Uh, Serica 50 says it would be really great if I could arrange a website with everything available to rent. It's hard to see from the desk and a lot of ranges are doing the same. Yeah, maybe we could make a uh, little archive of our rental guns and maybe you could even pre-select it before you come in so we have it ready for you when you reserve a lane. Only members can reserve lanes at this time, but if you're, you know, eventually we might have to open that up to non uh, members, but right now it's working out pretty good. There's generally not a big weight on our range. Anyway, Davey wants to know if the HK45 is mass compliant, and absolutely it is. It's a great gun. It's a big, big honking 45, and uh, we've sold lots of them. The tactical version is also mass compliant. So yeah, you can, uh, you can get that. Um, and good afternoon, Richard. Thanks for joining us on the show. And Bob is saying, by the way, the Glock 9mm pistol is also the most popular handgun in Portland right now. No limit on mag capacity and can't buy Glocks uh, from a dealer in mass. Insane. Yes, that was a backdoor gun ban that Massachusetts put in place back in 98 with one of our uh, attorney generals, Tom Riley, who hated guns. And he was he very simply said, all right, Glock is the most popular handgun in america so therefore if we can make that gun illegal somehow through testing or whatever um we can then limit gun sales in massachusetts and so he did it and there it is uh sorry poland he said the most popular handgun in poland right now no limit on mag capacity i see what he's saying so he's saying basically in poland you can go buy a glock 19 but you can't in massachusetts go figure and I, I would agree with that. Same with California. You can't buy, a, I believe, a Gen 4 or 5 Glock 19. I think you can buy a Gen 3, but they haven't had a gun added to their roster in years. Um, and it's just unbelievable that attorney generals get away with this type of regulation. Even legislatures who vote this kind of stuff into law, when we have something so clear as the Second Amendment, and if it isn't an infringement on your Second Amendment, I don't know what is. If you take the most popular gun in the world and say, you can't buy it, that's an infringement. And that's what the whole um, case the Supreme Court ruled on, the Heller and McDonald case, uh, was that the guns that are common and ordinary for use by the people, not the ones the government says you can own, what the people want. That is the gun that you're legally able to buy, but yet we can't buy it. I digress. All right, we want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. The first hour is in the bag. If you use that code CGWMA at capegunworks.com, you'll get a special discount on your online order. Go to capegunworks.com and use CGWMA to get your special discount today. Kevin Dixie from PDN Network is next. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Rapid Fire, I'm your host, Toby Leary, and this is your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Speaking of self-defense, we have Kevin Dixie on the line right now, who is from No Other Choice. It's a uh, firearms training company down in Atlanta, Georgia, and he is here to talk about the kickoff of the PDN, the Personal Defense Network, training tour. So thanks for joining us, Kevin. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for having me. No problem. So... The tour is set to kick off at noon on Wednesday the 23rd, and it goes basically until Labor Day weekend or thereabouts, maybe a little after that in September. And uh, there's a lot of different contributors to the training tour, so I'm excited about that. And we're actually host Rob Pincus up here for one of the stops on the tour in April. But why don't you tell our listeners about you and what type of training you do and how you fit into the PDN training tour? Well, um, like I said, my name is Kevin Dixon. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. I've been in Atlanta, Georgia for a couple of years. Um, I am, as far as background goes, I spent 10 years at the St. Louis City Police Department, worked in the prisoner processing division, uh, did uh, some executive protection, bodyguarding work, uh, things like that, uh, secondary security details for around 14 to 16 years total, and just decided that when I wanted to to leave the line of work that dealt with everyone else's problems, I still wanted to teach Americans how to defend themselves, but also how to stay out of my custody. So that's mm-hmm. where the, the name No Other Choice comes from. Got it. Um, so uh, what I'm bringing to the tour is I'm bringing my classes that are called Evolve. We believe in the evolution of students. Uh, as much as I do love, you know, all the different um, training philosophies that we have out there for some, some great people, many of them included on the tour, what I wanted to bring to the table when I decided to get into this arena is a little bit more thought and conscious thought to make sure individuals uh, did not have to experience the consequence of being in my custody. So we believe in the evolution of the students using a uh, cognitive theory as kind of the basis of, of the way we teach, how to take all that information as income and not only how you operate the firearm, why is the gun doing what it's doing, the thought process that goes into it. You know, no no point of having a sub-second draw if that draw leads you to prison. Mm. So uh, we want to make sure that people understand that there is a fine balance. Timing is important, but thought, 
processing information and a proper response is more important than anything you can possibly do. Um, you respond too slow, you can find yourself in trouble. You respond too fast, you can find yourself in trouble. So we want people to understand that uh, our job, well, my job anyway, and I, and I think I can speak for everyone else on the tour. My job is to make sure you avoid two places. That's the graveyard and the prison system. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's sad how fine a line that is sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's uh, in the heat of the moment and without proper training, you could you find you could easily find yourself in either one of those places, and people often do, as you know. Um, so it's interesting from a law enforcement perspective. Uh, where you come at it, like, um, you know, now training civilians. What was the biggest change for you in that? Uh, really, you know, man, I, st- I spent most of my time sitting in, in a, I felt like I was in jail, right, because I spent so much time uh, in, a, in a jail because that's what I did. But one thing I noticed um, from really when you look at it from law enforcement training um, down to civilian training, I'll be totally honest with you, civilians just train harder. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. It's It's been our experience, so. That's great. And when is the class uh, and where are you teaching them? When when are they coming up? Uh, the first one, uh, because I am uh, just kind of getting back, getting my legs back up under me from having a, a couple of procedures. But I will be the first one is going to be an evolved pistol course in Waverly, Minnesota. That's going to be on April the 23rd, uh, Waverly, Minnesota. That's about it's not it's about 40 minutes north of uh, Minneapolis. So okay. uh, not too far from Minneapolis area. Uh, we'll be following it up um, on the 24th with an evolved one rifle course. Uh, so those will be our first two kicking off in um, April, and I will be releasing videos and educational content on my YouTube channel in between uh, time before we get a third to run those, and I am bringing up the rest of them uh, as we continue on. We are going to also be in, let's see, we have St. Louis, Missouri, I know it's going to be August 16th and 17th. I'm sorry if I'm jumping around a little bit here, but my calendar is not cooperating. That's all right. And where where can they go to find these courses? So you're going to be in Missouri, you're going to be in Minnesota, and uh, where can they go to sign up for these classes? Yeah, Missouri, Minnesota, South Carolina, and Tennessee should be on the schedule as well. You can sign up for the classes at NoOtherChoice.com. Uh, just go to NoOtherChoice.com, simply hit the training tab, and they're they're all listed there in calendar format for you. Awesome, that's great, and we look forward to uh, seeing you out there teaching the good work. And, Uh, Thanks for joining us, Kevin. I appreciate you. And uh, remember to use discount code CGWMA at capegunworks.com to get a special discount on your web orders. That's code CGWMA. So go to capegunworks.com right now and get your special discount using code CGWMA. And we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. 
SnapSafe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Toby Leary. I want to thank Kevin Dixie from the Personal Defense Network training tour. And uh, he has a great curriculum there. So if you're going to be traveling and you want to go take some good firearms training, look him up. And we will drop the link to his training curriculum or training classes in the, in the chat. Um, sorry if you're watching online. You got We got bumped off and I don't know what the heck happened. Uh, Chris says, too much truth for YouTube, <laughs> but I don't know which big tech media source it was that bumped us, but anyway, it crashed, but we're back up and running. So make sure you like, subscribe, share, and comment on all of our streams if you can, so that we can get, um, you know, defeat those algorithms and get as many people as possible to tune in. All right, back to your questions. Um Matt says, I've been searching for a while and not sure if I'm striking out or if what I'm looking for doesn't exist. You have a 365X with no safety, and I want something like an Apex trigger with a safety on the trigger. I don't believe that exists. So you might be striking out. Um, it would be a cool upgrade if somebody was to come up with that, but I don't know if anyone has invented a safety trigger for the 365s. Um, the one thing I will say is if you get a good holster, then I think that you don't have to worry so much about it. Really, that trigger safety is for people who are not reholstering carefully and maybe there's a piece of clothing or something inside their holster or inside their trigger guard as they push down. So there you go. Um, yeah, check that out. And Matt says, I'm sorry, Davey says, any chance we could put a mass compliant tag on that HK45T so you can buy it for in-store pickup? Yes, we'll, we'll take care of that. And a uh, little Kung Fu theater out there, Chris. I'm, I hope that the lips are matching the voice if, for those who are watching. But every once in a while, it does get off kilter and look like Kung Fu theater, and I apologize. Um, but that was a good show. People still watched it, even though the lips didn't line up, right? Um, I have fond childhood memories of watching Kung Fu Theater, right? Right with, uh, what was some of the other stuff? Kung Fu Theater and then like Godzilla would come on and um, there'd always be a Saturday matinee or something. But anyway, I'm dating myself. That was when you had to get up to turn the channel on the TV. There was no such thing as remote control then. Anyway, um so let's get back to uh, some of the news of the day. Um, I talked about how the crime stats 
are up, but guns, gun crime is down in North Carolina. And now San Jose, which is also no friend to the Second Amendment, has recently turned its sights on the First Amendment. So the city council has approved a new ordinance um, on Tuesday afternoon. They voted nine to one with uh, only council member Dev Davis dissenting and council member Maya Esbarza absent to bring back a proposed law that would require corporations to certify they aren't influenced by foreign interests before making contributions to campaigns or independent expenditure committees. So interesting how, um, you know, they are making sure that if somebody donates or whatever, they're they're really... Uh, you know, they're trying to tighten up election integrity is what it says. But really, uh, it's it, it is hindering people from, you know, basically exercising their First Amendment. So anyway, look into that as you peruse the news of the day. But I found it interesting, um, it, you know, along my daily reading on some of the news sources I go to. But there's a lot going on in uh, gun world out there with all the... Um, the proposed legislation coming down the pipe against ghost guns and against, um, you know, homemade firearms, et cetera, et cetera, which is really a freedom hobby that was exercised in full effect last weekend down in St. Augustine for the second national gun makers match. And it was a pretty cool event. If you got a chance, um, a, a, if you got a chance to follow along, you'd see that, um, it was really, really interesting. And this year it was well attended, ran smoothly. I guess the competition was great and people brought some really cool firearms that they had built and made. And, you know, from the 3D printed side, that was one portion of the match. And then the kit guns that were like the polymer 80s or the, um, you know, some of those other 80 percenters, if you will, that, uh, that sell kits that you can kind of modify and make into a gun. Um, but it was a phenomenally attended and run event. Uh, Rob Pincus did it and uh, put it on there with a lot of, a lot of help. JSD was a big um, supporter of the event. And this just goes to illustrate that there's nothing nefarious of making a gun for personal use, right? So whether you want to go online and, you know, tinker around with your CAD designs and share them with other gun nerds and whatever, and then print one out, uh, it's a good use of technology, and then, you know, develop it and refine it and make it better, and it's for personal use. There's nothing to fix it, and they keep pointing to the criminal element that have used homemade guns for crime and and whatnot but let's not forget the criminal element has used legitimately purchased guns for crime etc etc so you don't punish the law abiding or the responsible gun owner for the sins of the criminal you arrest the criminal you prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law and you implement whatever penalty is associated with it so it's very simple. If you stop giving people reason to commit crime over and over and over again, and you've taken away the 
actual penalty for the crime. And now you have this revolving door, no bail, no jail, uh, revolving door policy to crime. Then you're going to get what you wished for, get what you bargained for, higher crime rates, higher murder rates in a lot of the cities. And those who suffer are the people who you want to restrict from being able to access the Second Amendment. That is not the way to foster a safe and responsible society, in my opinion. And I think statistics prove that. Well, thank you guys for listening to Rapid Fire. The show ends here, the first hour, but it goes on for another hour. So tune in at capegunworks.com. Click on the Rapid Fire icon. You can join us and ask questions, or you can check out some of our YouTube videos. Freedom will always be on the side of history. I'm Toby Leary. Don't go away. We'll be right back, and God bless. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. 
May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show brought to you by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in every week at capegunworks.com to join the live show and let your voice be heard. We'll talk to you about, we'll answer any of your questions there. And remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms and defeat the evil big tech algorithms. So like and subscribe. Our handle is at capegunworks at all the usual big tech channels. So anyway... Um, we have had some technical difficulties today, but that's okay. We are still here, so we're glad you're here. <laughs> if you followed us through all the mess uh, online, you know we're we're lucky to have you. But anyway, um, it's been one of those days, and it's been crazy, uh, you know, news day and news week and everything else, um, and we have. A cool video at the end of the show today, if tech works for us. Um, so stay tuned for another episode of Toby Takes on the World. And I just unjacked my headphones 
So more technical difficulties. There I am. Um, no, I still don't. Yeah, I got it back. Okay, cool. What kind of a show is this anyway? All right. We're happy to be here. That's all I'm going to say about that. We had a couple of the Springfield Hellions come in. Uh, so for those who are listening in the People's Republic of Afghanistan, um, we have a couple new cool guns that have come in the shop lately. We got the CZ Checkmate Parrot, which was pretty sweet. It was this super cool, awesome, competition-ready gun. And then we also had the uh, CZ P10 competition-ready full-size gun. That's another cool gun that we got in the store. And we got the CZ TS2 and the TS... Oh, the TS Orange, the Target Sports. So those are like CZ-75 style guns. The P10 uh, Target is a striker-fired gun. And so, yeah, pretty cool guns from CZ. But we also got our first few copies of the Springfield Hellion. It's a bullpup modern sporting rifle from uh, Croatia. HS product produces it in Croatia. It used to be the military battle rifle of Croatia. It's a pretty cool looking gun. It's like a, I would say the Keltec RDB um, had a secret love affair with a Tavor and then adopted an HK um, HS, uh, HK um, USC. That's all, you know, that's the best way for me to describe it. Um, it's an interesting gun. The The biggest drawback for me was the mag release. It didn't have a very intuitive mag release. You would need to use two hands in order to change the mag. But other than that, I thought it was a pretty cool gun, very ergonomic. Um, I like the fact that it takes AR mags. It has a bolt hold open on the last round, but not any other way to hold the bolt open unless you're using an empty magazine, which I guess makes sense, but you'll need to have an empty mag in order to get the bolt back and stay back. Um, It's got the HK style Ambi charging handle that um, not the USC has, I apologize. It's very similar to the SL8. So the SL8, the 223, has this ambi charging handle that kind of folds up under the under the handguard or under the sight, if you will. And it's ambi because you can bend it to the left or bend it to the right, and it returns back to the center after you let go of it. So it's, it's unique like that. Um, but it's a cool gun. Regardless, it's another gun that we can sell here in Massachusetts that's a modern sporting rifle um, that takes AR mags and is chambered in 5.56 or 2.23. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool in in that regard because, you know, obviously we can't sell AR-15s in Massachusetts. And that's a problem uh, because it's, again, going back to the Heller decision and the um, McDonald is guns that are common and ordinary that the people want to use. And if you go back to the intent of the founders, which was um, to have the same guns that the government had, 
I know everybody in government likes to say nobody needs an AR-15 or an AK-47. And hell yes, we're coming for your AK-47. Oh, did you guys see Beto O'Rourke flip-flopped again? And now he does want to come back for your AK-47 and your AR-15 with a gun buyback program. I know we talked about that a last week on the show. But anyway, um, so because we can't sell legally AK-47s and AR-15s and Uzis and FNFALs and FNFSCs and Beretta, whatever model, AR-70s or whatever they are, um, we have to get creative and buy other modern sporting rifles that aren't AR-15s or AK-47s. So that's why we sell Tavors and Set Me Ls and Sig MCXs and uh, all the likes of those. There's the Robinson Armament XCRLs and um, the CZ Bren 2s. So there's, there is good alternatives to the AR-15 platform, but and the Hellion is just another one in that mix. Uh, it's a pretty cool gun. It, it, they, we sold out of them really quick. So anyway, we're going to get to more of your questions here uh, on the restream. So um, Chris wants to know, how many times did Tokyo get destroyed on Creature Double Feature? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we get three video likes from Davey today because we our video stream is going to be today's date. A, B, and C because of how many times we got kicked off the air here. Um, Fredo wants to know if we have any JC lowers. We do not, but we have the DCIs, the Dark Storm, or DSIs, excuse me, Dark Storm Industries. Um, so we do have those um, as well. And uh, so what's better, the Hellion or the Tavor? I would say that the Tavor still gets the nod from me, um, but... It has potential, if you ask me. Um, I think the potential will be... Oh, there's one big feature that I failed to mention about the Hellion. And it looks like it's very easily convertible to ambidextrous. And that's probably why they put the mag release where they put it. Unlike the Tavor, which has it up on the... Uh, like where your trigger finger would go. Um, so... It's truly ambi, and you can change the ejection port left or right. So with that in mind, I would say if you're a lefty, maybe the Hellion. If you're a righty, I would stick with the Tavor because I like the more of an AR-style mag release rather than using two hands to change mags. Um, Chris is wondering about a Vortex suggestion for Remington 700 308 with a heavy 26-inch barrel. If budget isn't a concern, then I would go for the um, Razer HD, the four and a half to 27. They're about 2,000 bucks, but you know, spend it on the glass instead of the gun, in my opinion. That's a phenomenal scope. And if that's a little bit pricey for you, then you could get the Diamondback or you know one of the lower models. I'll I'll come back on that. All right. If you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only. We have a special new couples class coming up on April 2nd. Don't want to miss it, so sign up at capegunworks.com. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire.
If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and this is your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. We're glad you're here. We're going to be getting back to your questions. Um, I had a statement here by HPS who says, the best thing is you can't buy a new AR-15 or AK-47 in mass, but you can buy a Tavor, CZ Bren, FN Scar, IWI, Ace, and et cetera, et cetera. And that's true. And I am just saying to him, I was typing back in the chat that that's true, but that's because they weren't around in 94. And I bet if they were, we wouldn't be able to. So that's what's always funny is the confusion of somebody who comes in and says, now, wait a minute, you can buy a Tavor X95 that takes AR mags, shoots 5.56 and has a pistol grip. It's more compact but I can't buy an AR-15. What the heck? What gives? It's like, yeah, because that wasn't around during the assault weapons ban of 94. And if it was, I'm sure it would be banned. But it wasn't. And in fact, one of the lawsuits we were a part of against Governor, um, not Governor, against Hare uh, Healy, was the fact that they don't tell you what you can buy. And so we we actually um, forced her hand a little bit. And if you go on the, the website now, the um, mass, you know, whatever, .gov, but uh, if you just Google the mass uh, assault weapons, uh, weapons uh, enforcement notice, you'll see that it's changed um, 
to update with guns you can buy. It's not comprehensive, but they had to put some on there. So it's it's that's one of the good things that came as a result because there were people who thought after that enforcement notice that we can't sell semi-automatic guns with a pistol grip in this state anymore. Um, so in the frequently asked questions on it, there are there examples or categories of weapons that are not copies or duplicates of assault weapon. And so they've updated it to say, yes, many rifles, shotguns, and pistols are not copies or duplicates of enumerated assault weapons. For example, the following are not copies or duplicates. So they give a couple things about rosters and handguns, and then any 17 or 22 caliber rimfire rifle is not a weapon that is considered an assault weapon. I'm like, geez, what if it has like flash hiders, bayonet lugs, collapsible stocks? I don't know. I guess that means they can't be <laughs> copies or duplicates. So anyway, any Ruger Mini 14 or substantially similar model weapon. I'm like, geez, you know what's really substantially similar to a Mini 14? An AR-15! <laughs> but I guess uh, I guess they don't see it that way. The Beretta CX-4 Storm, the PS90, the IWI Tavor were substantially similar model. Again, you know what's a substantially similar model to a X95? A AR-15, an AK-47, Caltech Sub-2000, Caltech RFB, any Springfield Armory M1A were substantially similar model weapons. The hundreds of rifles and shotguns on this list, which if you click on that link, it's Appendix A to 18 U.S.C. 922. Um, this was the list that was generated prior to the assault weapons ban. Guess what? There's like 20 guns on the center fire auto-loading rifle side. Then they got like pages of bolt actions, and they're really trying to pack push people towards a bolt-action rifle for some reason. The federal government doesn't want you to have semi-automatic pistols and rifles, obviously. So, But under this approved list of auto-loading centerfires, they're like the Ruger Mini 14, the Ruger Mini 30. Oh, and by the way, that's without the folding stock. Those would make it an assault weapon. But the Remington 7400 rifle, which is basically a deer-hunting rifle, um, the Remington Nylon 66, that's a good gun. You should go get one. They haven't been produced in a while, and they're uh, they're actually kind of a collector right now. We have one out there on the floor. It's kind of funny because it's a plastic gun, but they're really excited that you can still buy that gun. So the the those powers that be have allowed us peasants to go out and buy a Nylon 66 auto-loading rifle. Sounds very important. But when you look at it, it looks like something you could have ordered out of the Boy's Life catalog 20 years ago, or um, probably 50 years ago. I'm sure you could have. The M1 carbine, look at that. That's a military-style assault weapon, if you ask me, because it had a detachable magazine, and it was used in war. It was a weapon of war. But now it's not considered a weapon of war, apparently. Um, Browning high-power rifles, okay. Uh, the BAR Safari Magnum rifle. So if you get a semi-automatic that shoots like 458 lot or 30 odd six or 300 wind mag or 308 or something, then obviously you can. That's not 
too dangerous for you to own. The Marlin model Camp 9 carbine and the Camp 45 carbine. Uh, the Ivor Johnson 50th anniversary M1 carbine. So anyway, it's a short list of what they say you can own. And uh, it's just sad that they um, feel that they can infringe upon our rights. And that's too bad. Uh, HP says, I like my Bren 2 and IWI Ace. You like the Ace so much that you bought uh, three, two and five, five, six, and one and seven, six, two. You should get the five, four, five. Then you'll complete the, you'll you'll round out the trifecta. The five, four, five by 39, the seven, six, two by 39, and the five, five, six. I like the five, five, six version personally. Um, but yeah, they're cool guns. I, I do like them. What's my favorite PCC, Cape Dog wants to know. And I would have to say it is the SIG MPX. And believe it or not, I have some in stock. It's like having a unicorn uh, that, um, you know, farts hen's teeth because it's just, those are rare. You know what I mean? Especially in this state. So I like the MPX because... It's got AR-15 controls, feels like an AR-15. It has a really nice handguard with M-Lock, accessory rails, um, and it's kind of set up for competition. It has a nice muzzle brake on it. The drawback to it is proprietary mags, but go check out what Taron Butler does to the MPX. They really trick them out nice, and they use them in pistol caliber carbine or PCC competition, and they run those guns fast. So I really do like them. Um, and I love pistol caliber carbines for home defense, Gilberto. Um, I think it's a great option. Obviously, if you'd use a pistol for a home defense, you're you're acknowledging that 9mm is a legit self-defense caliber, or 40 or 45, right? So you get better performance out of it in a rifle with four points of contact instead of two. So it's a much stabler uh, platform. And if you use a PCC that has Glock mags or SIG 226 mags or the Beretta 92FS mags, like the CX-4 or whatever, you can get pre-bands for it. So you can actually get high-capacity magazines for your home defense setup in a pistol caliber carbine, I think it's a win-win and it's not as loud as a 5.56. I do like 5.56 personally. um, I love 300 blackout, but obviously those are very, very loud to shoot in an indoor confined space. I just picture if you ever had to shoot from a bedroom and you're up against a wall because you're staging, waiting for authorities to arrive and somebody breaks into your barricade area and you need to shoot in defense of yourself. You might have suffered permanent hear- hearing damage. Not Now, I get that that is very much secondary to being alive and being there for your family. But I still don't want to have to live with permanent hearing damage. And I don't think it makes much sense to um, say, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to put some headphones on. I think... Headphones would, A, take way too much time, B, would hinder your situational awareness and not be able to hear what's going on. Um, So for that reason, I would suffer the hearing loss. But getting a subcaliber, a pistol caliber 
uh, carbine is a good alternative, especially maybe even run subsonics in it to further lower that decibel rate rating. There's good. The good news is we do have some auditory exclusion. That is a body, your body's safe safety feature. It is a survival instinct that really does kick in. Um, and you know, some people have reported that their ears aren't even ringing. They don't really notice that um, gunfire is even going off. In the most extreme case of this, I heard um, a cop was shooting a bad guy in a grocery store, and he didn't think his gun was firing because he couldn't hear it. And he aimed to the side and hit a bag of chips, and the chips exploded, and then he swung back on the bad guy. And that was the visual proof he needed that he was actually firing because he did have auditory exclusion. But I still think you're going to get, you know, some hearing loss. So until suppressors are made legal, I think that's our, a good alternative to a uh, AR-15 or a 5.56 rifle for home defense. The pepper spray class is back. This class is for people who want to learn about alternatives to lethal defense. In the class, you actually dispense water-based practice spray units, plus you'll learn all the facets of non-lethal defense. Go to capegunworks.com and click on classes to sign up. This is Rapid Fire. We will be right back. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. 
This is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets, including trusts, healthcare proxies, and powers of attorney, zoning or other permitting issues, as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508 384 8692. That's 508 384 8692. Or visit my website, kglangerlaw.com. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we are joined on the line with attorney Keith Langer, who is a friend of the show and an excellent lawyer here in the state of Massachusetts. And hopefully you never need him, but if you do, he's the guy to call. And thanks for coming on today, Keith. How are you? You're quite welcome. Happy to be back. And... I hope they don't need me for any criminal issues, but your clientele may want to use me to avoid licensing problems rather than try and clean up a mess afterwards. That's a lot harder and more expensive. That's a great (laughs) point. I'm sure there's other uses uh, for lawyers other than to get yourself out of jail that you could be of service to. (laughs) So I apologize for that. But um, (laughs) so... If you have any need for an attorney, give attorney Keith Langer a call. So anyway, um, Keith, I I wanted to have you on the phone today because, you know, I I keep seeing Joe Biden in these news conferences whenever he's got some new gun control legislation that he wants to propose, like ghost guns or, you know, ban homemade firearms or, you know, expanded background checks. They want to close the gun show loophole. They want to, you know, ban high capacity magazines again and assault weapons and et cetera, et cetera. And he always he seems to have doubled down on his tagline that no amendment is absolute In fact, after the Bill of Rights was written, you couldn't go out and buy a cannon. And he said this many times, which leaves all of us scratching our head. And so I figured we'd have the expert on the horn here and say, is he right? Like, can could you not go buy a cannon after they passed the Bill of Rights? Well, as with anything Biden says about firearms right up and including running to the window and shooting your shotgun out it, or worse yet, (laughs) shooting it through a door, he's absolutely wrong. Mm. Uh, You can buy a cannon right now. Right. There is nothing illegal about owning a cannon. The issues come with actually shooting it. But as anybody who's been to a Revolutionary War or a Civil War reenactment is fully aware, lots of people own cannon. (laughs) I've seen entire batteries at Civil War demonstrations and reenactments, and they were all privately owned. It's pretty impressive. If you go to the Battle of the Airfield at the wonderful Collings Foundation up there in Stowe, they have tanks with functioning cannon in the turrets, and they have German 88 anti-tank slash anti-aircraft guns there. Mm. That's 88 millimeter. That's a cannon. And you know what? It's privately owned. Yeah. 
what you have to watch out for is actually using it, because this being Massachusetts, even the little toy cannons are considered fireworks. And, of course, you need at least an FID card to get the powder to actually use them. Right. And you need a permit from the fire department. And there's a, you have to take a course on how to shoot a cannon and not blow yourself up <laughs> and get your permit from the fire department. But after that, your only real concern is being able to afford the powder hmm. and storing it in accordance with the regulations because they can't, you can't use fixed charges. You can have the bags already prepped, but we're not talking about um, breech-loading cannon in most instances. We're talking about muzzle-loading, and Massachusetts doesn't get too upset about those. Well, of course, if you if you wanted to actually fire an 88, then you've got to deal with the feds because breech-loading cannon are destructive devices. Mm -hmm. The ammunition for them are destructive devices. So <laughs> you'll have to have a chat with the feds if you want to bring your 88 out to play. Sounds expensive. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a poor man's sport. Have, yeah, if you just want to have one of those little half or one-third scale models, or for that matter, you can buy the new reproductions if you got ten grand, mm. and put it in your yard, get your cannon license and a couple of the approved Massachusetts charges and shoot blanks on 4th of July. Right. I actually... Uh have a golf ball cannon that somebody made me and it is a hoot it is a lot of fun it you know it's a muzzle loading cannon and the bore was drilled out for about the size of a golf ball and you fill it with some black powder and it has a little fuse flash hole that you put the fuse in and you shoot this golf ball probably about 300 yards and i did it out into the water from a beach from an undisclosed location i'll say um, and it wasn't even in this state so um, I don't know if I would have been violating laws in the state by discharging it in the state or not. So I chose not to. But anyway, um, it was a ton of fun. And we well, did that on July. You can July buy 4th. those reproduction cannons. Uh, I have one that's a reproduction of one of old Ironsides, 32 pounders. And it's 45 caliber. So mm. I work a little bit of cannon fuse down the touch hole and like a thimble full of uh, Go X, uh, Triple F. And pack a uh, 45 ball from my 1858 Remington down the bore, and I used to shoot it in the backyard. Hmm. Yeah, and so there's also requirement if it's over one inch diameter in the state, right? Doesn't it? Don't you have to have a cannoneer's license or something like that? Well, yes, that's what we were discussing: getting yeah. the cannoneer's license and and the permit. And of course, you also have to worry about the feds when you start getting into the larger bore stuff yeah um but for the if for fourth of july with the little salute cannons if you want to play it safe and you can still buy the reproductions you get the carbide cannons hmm. no powder no projectile you put in the used to be crystals now i think they use an ointment you add some water and it makes if memory serves benzene gas like the old miner's lanterns and it's got a little spark igniter like your old uh, Zippo or Ronson lighter, and off you go. Nice. Well, what about the, uh, the, I have no idea what the jurisdiction, if any, of the, you know, the X products can cannons. We've sold many of them here at the gun store, and they're a, they're a ball to shoot. You, basically, it's an upper receiver that goes on an AR-15 lower, 
and you put a blank in it and you launch a soda can out the front it's the diameter of a soda can and you just basically launch those about 50 or 60 yards in the air and people get real creative with them and they load up a shotgun with you know nine or eight shot or seven and a half or whatever so they'll say pull they launch the cannon and then they shoot the cannon with the shotgun i mean shoot the can out of the air with the shotgun so it's a it's a whole ball of freedom and fun all wrapped up in one uh event and well you can't have that in massachusetts that sounds far too exciting and enjoyable <laughs> yeah i'm sure it is for somebody's but i don't it think it's founded by puritans right people yeah. who banned christmas and tore down the maypole fun is illegal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, apparently Joe Biden was right. You can't have cannons. So, but I'm impressed that they're actually doing away with the AR-15 version of it. At not doing away, but they've come out with a new product, and it's more like the XM-203. So it's a can cannon launcher, but it it has its own stock and trigger, and you know, it's like a single shot. Um, you open up the action, put the blank in, close it, and slide the slide the can down the, the tube and launch it. So it's a pretty neat uh, second-generation model, which I'm looking forward to getting my hands on. Well, I think we should go big or go home, especially because you're on the Cape. Just to prove how ignorant Biden is, get yourself a letter of mark and reprisal and become a privateer. There you go. And then you could probably have one of those cannons on wheels. Ha-ha! <laughs> and wheel it around, right? Well, it'll be on the deck of the gun. Oh, there yeah, you go. Deck of the, deck of the boat. If you're yeah. Going to be a privateer. Well, it's funny you say that because when I saw the last time he, he claimed that you couldn't go out and buy a cannon after the Second Amendment was written, um, I think it was Firearms Policy Coalition did a very snarky... Uh, meme of it and it said something like uh, you know colonists laugh in privately owned naval fleet you know or whatever privately owned uh, you know navy ship or whatever because there was so many people who owned like private navy ships you know right after colonial times it wasn't necessarily a, a navy by the government it was privately owned Ships. We didn't have much of a Navy. Uh, uh, the largest one for a while there was on Lake Erie under Benedict Arnold. Right. We needed to uh, charter the privateers, and they armed their own merchantmen and were uh, raiding under governmental license. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, that would certainly get somebody's attention these days. But um, anyway, it just goes to show that the politicians, you know, want to make sure that we are reduced to slingshots and spears. And even then it would probably be illegal uh, as most of them are in this state. You know, if it has a double edged blade or a, a wrist rocket or something like that, you know, they just want to make us all live in a padded room and nobody needs an AR-15. And I'm sure the, the follow-up sentence to that is nobody needs a cannon. Why would anyone need a cannon? How is need remotely relevant? I know, it's it does. It's the Bill of Rights, not need. <laughs> I agree with that. And I usually follow up with, well, nobody needs to listen to politicians either that just, you know, try to justify their existence with words. And if we were a needs-based society, there would, no one would drive a Mercedes-Benz or a Lamborghini or a, you know, 
a car that goes over 50 miles an hour, but we have well, those. we don't really need about 375 different sects and religions. I think we should have a vetting process and, and licensing. Hey, make sure your church is government approved. Don't, Do you don't, really need to write a letter to the editor? I think you should have to pass a civics course and a writing test and get a license to to petition. They're frantically taking notes right now, Keith. Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, anyway, what have you been up to lately? Uh, playing with my new Taurus TX-22, uh, getting ready to mount the uh, Red Dot site and play with it. Nice. We have those in stock at the moment, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I haven't got to play around with one. Did you shoot it yet? Not yet. I only picked it up yesterday. Okay. And uh, I'm taking it apart because it's drawing in a little bit and mount my little Red Dot and see if I can figure out how to find the dot of course my eyes are going so bad even the dot may not help well that's a uh it's a unique skill to get used to and i i've recently started carrying a red dot pistol and uh my only advice is chin out and look for the back of the slide 90 degrees to the back of the slide and you'll find the dot a little bit quicker so try that okay all right thanks for coming on keith and uh we'll see, see you next, next week time. yep and take a private lesson get one-on-one tailored instruction from our instructors here at cape gunworks we have lessons for pistol rifle and shotgun test out different guns and book one now go to capegunworks.com slash privates we will be right back this is rapid fire stay tuned for russell If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, and honing in on the guns part of the equation. We have in studio none other than Russell, who is one of our salesmen here at Cape Gunworks, but he is also one of our firearms appraisal experts. So if you need his services, come on down. And he has been working frantically in the back taking in a, an extensive gun collection that we are getting brought into the system, photographed, item descriptions, gone over with his expert eye, and 
soon to be out on the floor. I teased this out on Instagram last week, much to the chagrin of my inventory team, who said, can't you please wait a couple days? And I said, nope, the pressure's on. Kids, let's get them out there. So what have you been coming across? What have we, what have we got so far? Thanks for being on the show too, Russell. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having me once again. It's always fun being on here. Oh boy, what do we have in there? We've got a ton of Browning A5s for you Browning collectors out there. We've got... Belgian Brownings? Oh, yes. Belgian Brownings, 12-gauge. We've got a couple of Sweet 16s, and um, there's actually one 20-gauge A5, which you don't see a lot of those at all. So that's cool. Um, We have an FN49 in 8mm, one of the late-contract Egyptian uh, FNs. Which is similar to the Hakeem, right? Very, yeah, it similar to the Hakeem. Was the predecessor to the Hakeem, or were they about the same time? Do you know? Oh, I don't remember. I want to say it came after the Hakeem. I could be wrong on that. But it's a much lighter rifle than the Hakeem, and it's much less likely to chop your thumb off <laughs> when you're loading it. Yeah, it's a very nice gun. It feels like a robust, almost like a, you know... European version of the M1 Garand and you know but it's detachable mag right and 8 millimeter mm-hmm. and but it does feel like a robust military weapon right oh yes it does it was one of the semi-automatics that the whole of Europe got right because when the Americans came on with the M1 Garand it was pretty much necessary for the rest of the world to get a semi-automatic rifle you know bolt actions were coming out they started out in world war ii with bolt actions but as semi-automatic rifles kind of took over the field it was important to have one because one of the biggest things that won the war was the amount of lead you could put down range and so the germans tried the gewehr 43 in 1943 and that was just that was just a big flop and then the russians had their svt and then they had the FN-49, and the Germans had the Sturmgewehr 44. and Which was not a flop. No, not <laughs> at all. Um, no, not at all. The STG-44 probably would have seen the war a lot earlier if Adolf Hitler had not um, disapproved of the gun so much. Mm-hmm. So we were lucky on that in that regard. But the FN-49 is, is certainly... Uh, a very fine example of a semi-automatic rifle that you don't see very often Honestly, anymore. Honestly, I think that might be might be the second or third one I've seen in eight years. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they don't come around often. No. And I don't know where they are, because I know a ton of them were created or, you know, were, um, you know, manufactured. But I don't know if they just got destroyed after the war or what. But where the heck are they? That's what I want to know. But you don't see them often. Mm. Um, but anyway, so sorry to interrupt. What else What else we got coming down the pipeline? Well, speaking of Garands, we do have one M1 Garand lying around in the collection that's pretty well priced. Uh, it's a it's a post-war. I dated it. It's a 1952. But it is a Springfield. There's no cartouches on the mm. stock. And it's It was uh, kept in pretty good shape. Um Hint, hint on uh, this old gun episode coming up. Oh, a little teaser. little teaser there for you. So, all right, we're going to be trickling these guns out. So you're going to have to stay tuned and stay tuned for one of the this old gun episodes because you're going to see one of these fine examples. But if you want to check into it, come on down to Cape Gunworks. Thanks for being on, Russell. Appreciate you. Absolutely.
All right, don't go away. We'll be right back. And don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday, Ladies Night, Thursdays, or try our range experience package. And you don't need a gun license for that or any of those. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap Safe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we appreciate you tuning in every week. This is a show where we get to talk about the things that we like to talk about, and it's guns and freedom. So if you guys have any questions and you want your question read on the air here, make sure you sign up at capegunworks.com, and you can type and follow along into the chat, and we will do our best to get to it. No promises, but we will do our best. So um, before the we had Russell on, who was talking about some of the cool guns, we got over 60 guns. Yeah, over 60 guns in that will be hitting the shelves in the next couple days. And it's tough um, when you get a big collection because you're going to really go through them all. Um, so we don't always have a way to just put a list out there. Every item and detail of the gun has to be logged and photographed and characterized, et cetera, et cetera. So there you have that. But stay tuned. We will be putting them out. And used guns have been very difficult to come by lately. I think everyone is in a gun spending or gun buying situation where they're kind of holding. We do get the occasional people um, trading in a gun and upgrading if you will in fact one of the chat chatters here one of the uh, comments on the chat was somebody traded in their uzi for a sig mcx sbr and they think it was a good trade and i would agree with that the pre-band uzi is cool but it's kind of a clunky gun it's big it runs good but especially even in semi-auto version of it as a pistol um 
in my opinion, it's a very big and clunky gun. If you have a stock and a long barrel, it's it's a heavy, big gun. They're very accurate and they're very easy to control the recoil on. But I would say they're not the most ergonomically designed guns ever created. We have a full auto version of one on uh, here at Cape Gunworks, and shooting it's fun, it's a novelty, but it is definitely not as ergonomic or as you know well designed as the AR platform or the MCX in this case, which is not an AR platform. But I would I would make that trade personally, unless I was really collecting and you know I had some like Shah of Iran's gold plated Uzi or something like that <laughs> with uh, elephant ivory grips or some crazy thing. But anyway, uh, if it's a gun, if it's a gun, yeah, that'll get me a lot of bonus points. I want the elephant ivory grips. <laughs> um, every once in a while, you you get the uh, a pretty cool gun in like an old Colt single action army or something that has ivory grips. You're almost like look over your shoulder both ways and you're like it has elephant ivory grips because you know the world came to a halt and they were burning ivory tusks and stuff from poachers and uh, I get all that but on the other hand elephants aren't exactly on the verge of going extinct Um, I think that in fact you could reduce the herd by a lot raise a ton of money for communities in Africa that need it and feed a boat ton of people that could use that protein. And instead, we make the carrying capacity far overrun by the amount of elephants to the point where they're going to either decimate every green leafy item in the area or they're going to die of starvation. So now you got to actually spend money to go out and feed the elephants when really if you shoot 10 of them a year, you're not going to harm the herd at all. You're going to raise a boat ton of money. You could reduce the carrying capacity of the wherever it is, whatever preserve they're in and make a healthier herd. You could raise revenue to support the ecosystem there. You could feed a ton of people and employ a ton of people, and it's a win-win for everybody. There's certain countries in Africa that do a phenomenal job at doing that, and there's a great documentary on that called Let Africa Live, and you'd be shocked whenever you go to a community where they ban hunting and um, really uh, crack down on on it all together and they don't have those funds coming in they don't have that meat being distributed and they don't employ those people and the money raised could go towards anti-poaching you could actually get a good security force good police force and actually put people with good equipment and good uh you know numbers of people there to enforce the anti-poaching laws and just encourage people to do it legally it'll raise a crap ton of money but anyway uh it's I don't know how I got off on that tangent. Oh, yeah, the elephant ivory. And so, you know, nowadays we basically encourage poaching because you can't legally go and shoot an animal anymore without spending hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on one tag and being in a very, very 
controlled situation. Instead, we spend money to, you know, foster the breeding of these animals beyond what the land can even hold. And so basically poaching is the only alternative to not being able to shoot them. And they want to do away with the market of the ivory market. I get it. But why don't you make a legit ivory market instead of an illegitimate ivory market? Anyway, I know no, a lot of people don't want to hear that these days. They're like anti-hunting, anti-hunting Africa and blah, blah, blah. Um, but honestly, that's how the world has got to 2022. We've all been able to kill animals and eat them. So that's the way it's worked. And, you know, until um, everybody goes vegan, that's the way it's going to be. And I don't think that'll be good for the earth if everybody goes vegan. But that's my humble opinion. And I know nobody asked for it, but there it is. So <laughs> um, make sure you guys stick around for the shooting contest after the show. And um, we have a cool gun that is going to be available for sale in the shop that was used in the shooting contest. So check it out. So stay tuned. If you're listening on the radio, you can go to capegunworks.com slash rapid fire and check it out. But we appreciate everyone tuning in. And remember, the show ends here. But you can always get the archives of it. You can always find us on social media. Make sure you keep up the good fight. Support your local community. Be a responsible gun owner in your community. And be an advocate. Together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby. This is Rapid Fire. And may God bless you. See you next time. Stay tuned for the video.